welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. This is a special episode because I am recording it live. This is the live episode I've been talking about. I have an audience watching me, so a little bit nervous, but actually it's going to be quite fun. This episode is not about it being live though. It's going to be, it's quite an emotional one actually, um, because I'm talking about some of the things in podcasting that have been a surprise for me. Um, The surprising benefits of podcasting is what I'm calling it. And I'm pretty confident that you can come up with the main benefits of having a podcast. But to be honest, I bang on about it all the time. I bang on about how a podcast helps you build your community. It boosts your profile. It increases your authority. And it's a great way to produce long form content quite easily. Well, you'll soon find out it's not as easy as as I make it look when you hear all the edits that you're going to get through if you're listening live. But actually, there are some unexpected and I think quite surprising benefits of having a podcast that I and many others uh, I know, and that's clients as well as fellow podcasters, that they've experienced from having a podcast. And I'm going to share some of those with you today because I don't think they're talked about as much as they should be. And they're actually quite a big deal. So the first one, I'm going all guns blazing with this one because having this podcast saved my business. And that is quite a big unexpected benefit. Uh, And it sounds much sort of bolder than maybe I think it should do, but it's true because in all honesty, this podcast absolutely saved my business when the pandemic hit. At the beginning of 2020, I was really focusing my attention on bringing podcasts to events. Originally, my idea was you'd record conferences and have them as replays, but also interviews of keynote speakers and attendees. So it's almost like a little red button experience going on. And I was in talks with festivals as well and other kind of similar events, events that particularly had a cause as well, so that we could tell their story through podcasts. So it wasn't just like a one day event. They had something lasting afterwards, especially, like I say, those cause, those events that had a cause and a, and a, and a message really to push across. And of course, <laughs> I don't need to tell you what happened in February, March in 2020. I just, I remember there was this one week and I watched client after client cancel. It was that week before we all got locked down. Honestly, it was grim. At one point, I was left knowing I was having just £250 a month coming in. Yeah, that was um, tricky to say the least. So how did this podcast fix that? Well, I didn't have much else to do. So I focused really hard on making this podcast and understanding exactly who I was making it for and why. And that's when I came up with my podcast planning toolkit. Although it wasn't officially my podcast planning toolkit at that point. It was just the framework I had for making this podcast. It's the planning system I use. And I've always said that about my podcast planning toolkit. It's what I use. I'll be honest, previously, I had been a bit haphazard with it. And I had never really thought about what I was doing. Focusing on the podcast meant that I found my new ideal client because 
I was focusing on a person who was listening, understanding their needs, understanding what they wanted, which meant, oh, that's the person I should be looking for in my clients. And then of course, finding that client meant I could then go, okay, here's some packages that I can build and some services that I can offer, which are perfect for their needs. And that's what I did. And that's why Charlotte Foster Podcasts exists in 2021. This podcast itself helped that happen. So yeah, that's an unexpected benefit of podcasting. Um, Podcasting also keeps me organized. Now, I love a system. I love planners and I'm looking at a pile of planners, journal planning diaries in front of me. You can't see them. That's good because they're piled high. I think I've got every single productivity tool on the planet. I'm signed up to Asana, Trello, Notion, Todoist, Airtable. (laughs) I love them. But I struggle so much to stay properly organised unless everything is on a really tight deadline. Now, I keep saying that it's all down to working in radio because in radio, I have an hourly deadline, sometimes even shorter. So constantly up against it, there was no there was no breathing space for me to be able to just get distracted by everything I get distracted by. I'm not sure how that accounts to my teenage years, though, when I did get distracted by everything. So um, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm just one of those people that needs a deadline constantly. Having a podcast that goes out weekly means I have to organise my life well enough to keep putting that podcast out weekly. Regular listeners will know that admittedly for a while, getting the podcast out weekly on the right day wasn't happening. And that's because I wasn't organised enough. And whilst I did try to just carry on ploughing through, I just got a bit lost and began to fall out of love with everything. I eventually worked out, eventually, better late than never, that something had to change. So I looked at my diary, looked at my calendar and changed the day the podcast comes out. And from there, I actually changed a lot of how and when I work to fit not just the podcast, but also my clients and me better. So just changing the one thing of my podcast actually got me changing the lot of the way I work. And I'm now far more productive. I'm getting my evenings back. Although actually I've swapped that to mornings recently because the Olympics is on in the morning. So, but you know, it, that's what I've been able to do. But I'm getting my evenings and I'm getting my weekends back because I'm so much more organised and everyone's getting stuff without me having to stay up to one o'clock in the morning to get it done because that's the tightest deadline I can get. I also have so much more content to share on social media platforms too because of my podcast. So the content in my podcast goes on my social media platforms. It goes on my po- my webpage as a blog post and it just helps me do all that. And that is one of the great things about podcasting is it allows a lot of uh, repurposing, content repurposing. So my third unexpected benefit of podcasting is a boost in confidence. Now, one of my clients recently started a podcast and during one of our monthly coaching sessions, they said to me, Charlotte, do you know what? I feel so much more confident in my whole business since I started the podcast. And there's many reasons for this. Think about it, right? When you've recorded an episode about what you love, you can't help but feel fired up about it. You can't, can you? You're just gonna, if you talk about your passion, it just makes you feel happy and excited and you just wanna keep going. That passion is gonna get topped up every week as you record your episodes. 
that makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you start believing in yourself a bit more because on top of that, you're putting yourself out there in your industry where you belong, by the way. And you know what? You're putting yourself out there. People are listening to you. People are agreeing with you. And it's not as scary as it feels at first. The world doesn't end. In fact, I would go so far as to say the world keeps opening up as your voice gets heard across the globe. So I think it's just brilliant. And of course, the more you talk in front of the microphone, the more sure of what you're saying you become. It's that repetition. You're doing it week in, week out. You become more confident because it's a more natural thing. It doesn't feel quite so awkward. You're getting used to it. And yeah, you're saying what you need to say. You're saying what you know, and you're saying it out loud. And that just reinforces that confidence. And it's brilliant. And I've experienced the same. Now, I know I come across as a bit of a cocky so-and-so, but deep down, it's all a bit of a show. But putting myself out there as a podcast expert every week, week in, week out, means I've got to believe it. Otherwise, why are you going to believe it when I tell you what I know I'm talking about? And do you know what I really, really, really love? It's when messages come into my inbox from you telling me that an episode has been useful for you or an episode has really hit home. And that is a huge boost to confidence as well. Um, because it just reinforces that, you know, I am actually saying the right stuff. It is working. It is does make sense. And because sometimes we need to keep those, I have a little folder of them. And it just whenever I'm feeling, I'm having that little wobble. And I'll be honest, I had a little wobble before this uh, this episode was being recorded because I was worried it was all going to go wrong or no one was going to turn up. I did have to do a quick little look in my, uh, my, my, my folder of messages of fun and nice and just people saying nice stuff about me just to give me that little boost and it worked. So they're a really good thing to have and I feel much more confident doing this. I don't think I'd have done this two years ago, two and a half years ago. I wouldn't have said, oh, I can do a live podcast episode. It would have been too much for me. My fourth unexpected benefit of podcasting is new opportunities. And you are getting an exclusive here because I've never publicly admitted what I'm about to admit. The very first podcast I did in 2017, the one about culture in Stoke-on-Trent, it was actually a ploy by me to try and get a presenting gig back on the radio. That's all I did it for. No other reason. Well, a few other reasons, but the the 99% reason was I wanted to be back on the radio. I'd left presenting on the radio for lots of reasons, but ah, oh, did I miss it? And I so badly wanted to get back to doing it. And I think what made it worse was I was freelancing in radio at the time, but I wasn't doing presenting shifts and I was watching other people do presenting shifts. I was doing some quite important shifts, by the way. I was, you know, I was reading the news, I was reporting the news and producing as well. So it wasn't like I was, you know, not doing some really good shifts in radio, but my heart was always at wanting to be behind the microphone presenting. So that as well as wanting to be part of the City of Culture bid conversation that was going on in Stoke-on-Trent at the time, I thought, you know what, how am I going to get some presenting experience back again? Because by 2017, I'd not been a presenter on the radio for around about a year. And I figured, hang on, I can use this desperate urge I have to get back presenting radio, but worrying about not having that on-air experience quite so recent. And I can use my 
my want, my desire to be part of the City of Culture Bid conversation, I know what I'll do. I'll create a podcast. So Cultural Quarter of an Hour was born. And I still haven't presented on the radio, apart from tell a lie, I have presented on the radio. I've been doing some presenting work on a community radio station called Six Towns Radio in Stoke on Trent. I did some back then, but I'm not, that is that, that was a voluntary job. I haven't had any paid radio presenting since, but that sounds like it's a sad story, Charlotte. Mm, here's what I am doing instead of presenting on the radio. I'm running a podcast business because people heard my podcast the one about culture in Stoke-on-Trent and wanted to find out more about podcasting and one thing led to another. I was part of the Stoke-on-Trent cultural forum discussing how to do culture in the city, what to do, having those really important conversations. I've, I've been asked to speak at events about culture and I've been asked to speak at events about podcasting. I've got a couple more events coming up soon where I have been asked to be a speaker. I've been asked to host events and I've also, and this is my absolute favourite, I've been asked to be a non-executive director of an arts-based CIC and my goodness do I wish I could tell my GCSE, I say GCSE, it wasn't GCSE, I didn't go anywhere near art at GCSE for very good reason, I just wish I could tell my secondary school arts teachers this when they marked me down on everything, that I would be part of an arts-based CIC. None of that would have happened if I didn't have the podcast. So it's taken me down a path I wasn't expecting, but I'm so, so pleased I've done that. And you know what else? I'm actually quite pleased that my my original goal of using that podcast to get back on the radio was actually quite unsuccessful as well, because I think this is much more fun. I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't go back on the radio, but what I'm doing now, so much more fun. And last, but by no means least, one of my uh, surprising benefits of podcasting is making new contacts and friends as well. So sticking with cultural quarter of an hour, to start, I obviously was using it as a way of getting back on the radio, but I also used it as a way of getting myself in with people that I wanted to be having conversations with in Stoke-on-Trent. So I was talking to some of the big, the people that were, were getting on the radio, some of the people who were in the city council, I was using it to get myself known. I wanted people to know who I was. So I would ring up and go, hi, it's Charlotte. Now, previously I was going, hi, it's Charlotte from the BBC or LBC or wherever else I was working. This time I had a reason. Hi, it's Charlotte from the podcast. It's Charlotte from Cultural Quarter Now podcast. I want to talk to you about this. And it wasn't just that I wanted to get them on the on the podcast, I also wanted to get them in my network so that they knew who I was, that I was still around, that I might no longer be on the radio, but actually I was still doing stuff and I was still being positive and I was all, you know, just on people's radars. People that I wanted in my contacts book, essentially, and GDPR compliant, obviously, um, and it worked because those opportunities I've just talked about, those new opportunities that I had that I wasn't expecting, they came through making those contacts. None of those people, none of those things would have happened if I hadn't shoehorned my way into their, into their world by using my podcast to do that. So yes, absolutely use your podcast as a networking tool. You want to build relationships with people? Start your podcast and invite those people onto your podcast as a guest. Boom, brilliant. Okay, 
Not everybody is going to go on your podcast, but it's a good excuse to get in touch with somebody without sounding like a weird stalker, without sounding like you're trying to sell something to someone. And who knows what else might come of it. You might end up a non-executive director of a CIC. You might end up talking at events, hosting events. You might end up getting a big contract from someone from it all. It's really, really exciting. And I can say it's a great excuse to just ring someone up because how many times you get stuck behind a gatekeeper when you're trying to get hold of someone? It's really difficult. The receptionist, their PA, all of that, you can kind of circumnavigate this a little bit by asking them to come on your podcast. And let's be honest, if you're telling them you want them on your podcast because you think they're wonderful, bit of flattery never hurts, does it? <laughs> and and I also want to say, I have gained some brilliant friends from interviewing guests, covering events for the podcast, going to podcast events as well, and simply just chatting about my podcast. Mentioning you have a podcast as well is a great icebreaker to at networking events. So many people are interested in podcasts now and podcasting. So having that up your sleeve can be really useful as well. So they are my five surprising benefits of podcasting. The ones that I don't think people talk about, the ones that certainly people like me trying to make everyone have a podcast don't really tell people about either. And I think, you know, it's probably because we can't put an, you know, a return on investment on them. You can't necessarily put a price on any of those. And I can't give you hard, you know, hard facts that these will happen to you or guarantees that these will happen to you. But actually, the confidence thing is brilliant. The the planning thing and, you know, just really understanding what you're doing a lot more when it comes to business can come from this podcast, you, you having a podcast. So thank you very much for, for listening to this episode. Thank you very much for being in the audience if you're in the audience for this episode. I've really enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to know what you had as an unexpected benefit in your podcast. Uh, you can get in touch with me in all the normal ways. Uh, you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. I am Charlotte Foster, podcast queen. I'm putting the crown on my head. On Instagram, I am at Charlotte Foster Podcasts. Same on Facebook. And every now and again, I pop up on Twitter, have a rant, and I'm at at CF Podcasts if you want to get me there. So that was the episode that was recorded live. Now, of course, I made a few edits along the way after recording it live. If you want to hear those edits, my reasoning behind those edits, my thoughts on doing a live podcast episode, plus the Q&A I held after finishing the episode as it was that you've just heard, then you'll have to listen to next week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, make sure you follow, subscribe, whatever it is that people are calling signing up for the podcast these days, it's generally follow. Um, make sure you do that so you don't miss next week's episode. I'll see you next week. <laughs>